we literally ended the podcast. We were finished recording. Some news just came in right now. Football world is on its knees, blood. Everybody hear this. Think about that. Everybody think about this. It's something new. And... Oh, you think you're better now? I'll be very honest with you. I think I just wanted to dive deep into something that a lot of people have been Hello, everybody, and welcome to Kazen Plus One. So today, we're going to talk about the Super League. Something interesting has happened. Football fans all over the world are shaking. Knees are wobbling everywhere. People are angry, and it's all because of the Super League. So literally, what happened was, like, I was on Twitter, like, probably, like, 10, 15 minutes ago, and I saw the streets of Twitter are going absolutely ham. People are angry. Everybody's talking about the Super League. I'm like, what the hell is this? I've been a dedicated Man U fan for like the past, I don't know how many years. But I'll be honest, bro. I'm not, I haven't really been deep into it like the past two or three years, yeah? But then I'm like, okay, I need to hop on this as soon as possible. Get my best people on it, aka just people I know from school. So blessing, please let everybody know. <laughs> What the hell is the Super League? Super League competition, 20 teams, 20 of the top European European teams. And yeah. there'll, there'll be relegation, obviously, but there'll be the main teams. Those teams cannot get relegated, which is basically the founding teams of the Super League. It's disrupting everything, though. That's why. That's why people are angry. Why is the Super League disrupting things? People are so mad. What's the outrage? Because it they're trying to replace champions league 1 and 2 it also means that domestic leagues might change like earlier yeah. like earlier on the six, top 6 clubs in the premier league confirmed that they want the super league to happen they are for the thing but then premier league might actually kick them out just because of this fifa fifa also disapproves of this they also released a statement not long ago they also disapprove of this um months ago when the Super League was still an idea, FIFA said, and I remember reading this article, that if any player were to participate into, in this, they wouldn't be able to play in any FIFA competition. So no World Cup, no Club World Cup, no Confederation Cup. Think about how it's disrupting soccer culture as a whole. Like, rem yeah. remember when we had, we had Vardy, bro. Vardy came in, Leicester FC, from nowhere. And if you think about why they had the opportunity to do that, it's simply because there was relegation in a, in a league like the Premier League. They, those guys came from nothing. It was a small town team. There's no space for relegation. So it's the big teams that we've known about for I don't know how many years. And there's no space for a new team to enter. What, how do you think that affects football culture, just like globally? It, it actually it takes away the fun out of it. You know... As much as we all love the title race, we also love the relegation scrap. Because you, exactly. you see those teams, those teams, the last 10 games, all of a sudden they're playing, they're playing like prime Barcelona. Hey, you see you see them do other things now. And like, yeah. you know, now it's going to be like there's really no point because it's not like those other teams are going to go down. It's only you if you think about it. So that's, I, that's one. It takes the joy out of it. I learned something very interesting as well. The president of Real Madrid is also the person behind the, the Super League. 
Yes, yes. I um, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was the one who proposed the thing. Bro, I mean, even if you think about the fact that the president of of Real Madrid is the one behind the whole Super League thing, think about think about the motivations behind that, right? As the president of Real Madrid, starting this league where where now his team can be put at the forefront, there's no there's no danger of relegation, bro. And whether they win or lose, I mean, there's hefty money being put into this. Something like exactly, like when you win the Champions League, it's 110 million. Um, what is it? Pounds, euros, dollars? I'm not sure. I, I think it's euros. And here it's 400 and something million. Like, don't quote me on the exact numbers. I just read this. So think about how they're sacrificing the culture, football culture that has been in place for many, many decades for the economic upside of like the 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 20 teams. Yeah. It's really about the money. I I don't see any other reason why they would do this now, because yeah. they've had warnings of being kicked out of leagues. FIFA has warned them about players not participating in the tournaments, and yeah. also for yeah. for them, no play. If they continue with this, and FIFA actually goes for the ban of players, no players gonna want to play for their teams, because then they'll know that wait, if I play for Real Madrid, Barca, Man U. I won't be able to play in any World Cup. Yeah. Imagine young players like your dream, especially a lot of young players, their dreams to play for like big clubs because they supported yeah. them all their lives. And now yeah. that could jeopardize your international career. Like you see how now, how like it's disrupting everything really. Bro, I love how you mentioned uh, the fact about the players. Like, I think let's look at this in a different way. I really feel like the players, the ones in the Super League, the players in the Super League are basically, like, we have the top, plus minus the top 50 players in the world in the Super League, right? Mm. I think if those players realize that they're the actual ones with the leverage, if they're also not economically invested into the idea, or if they're not thinking about the cultural side of what, what this does for football culture as a whole, if they realize that they're the actual ones with the leverage, and if 40 to 50 of them can come together and say, nah, we're not doing this. The economic upside is great, but it sacrifices everything we believe in as, as, as football nation, as football global nation. They can break away and say, okay, look, we're not participating in this unless maybe they introduce relegation. Maybe they say that it's not only these teams that can play and everybody else has a, has a shot at it. Because then we won't see something like Leicester FC and Vardy coming in and breaking all these records again. Yeah, because yeah. Now, now they're gatekeeping. We won't have that small team just being the shit out of everybody anymore. Because there won't be <laughs> no point if yeah, you think about yeah. it. What else are you seeing that's like really interesting and something? some other observations that you've made in the space? Oh, actually, oh, would you look at that? Kazen plus one has turned now into Kazen plus two. This guy was supposed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was supposed to be here like five minutes ago, but it's cool. Fish, welcome. You have entered in the heat of this conversation, bro. I want you to give your little one to two minute rundown of what you think. What's your opinion on the Super League? And what's your, what's your opinion on it right now? To be quite honest with you, Sam. Um, because I think this whole thing is just literally a scandal. Okay. Because having to go and like attract money from the Super League, and then you you're also losing fans. Yeah. That, we were, so you're not we going to have any fans in the next six months. 
all your fans yeah. are obviously going to go transfer to teams like Fulham, West Ham, all these types of teams. Do you really think that's going to happen? And bless you, yes. I also want to put into this right now. Like, like if I'm a Man U diehard fan, but I really disagree with that happening right now, I'm going to follow my team to the Europa League. I mean, to the Super League. I'm not going to all of a sudden mm. become a, a West Ham fan. You know what I mean? People, obviously you will lose fans, but you're not going to lose the whole fan base. There are going to be like fans who's going to watch the thing with a broken heart, knowing that there's no more Champions League, even Europa League. No more World Cup, basically, for the player I like. Because we all have that player we like in the team. Then you, have yeah. to, then you think about, this player might not play in the World Cup. If like, it's, it's really breaking. Fish, you just posted something. Um, who was it? Someone, someone said that. It's the, the, it's the president of Real Madrid, which is now okay. currently the president of the Super League. Players who are playing in the, in the Super League will have to come down from their from their national teams and come and play for their own World Cup, which is the Super League World Cup. Do you think there's still going to be gatekeeping? Or do you think they're going to change the rules a little bit on that? It's going to be fun, Sam, for, for partially about two months. It's going to be nice having to see Barcelona go against PSG, whatnot, Atletico yeah. go against Juventus or something. But then it won't give you that fire factor of the Champions League anymore. Because in the Champions League, these teams are drawn and like you can actually, you have the passion. Okay, oh my gosh, this is going to be like one of the hottest games of the season. Barcelona yeah. is going to face yeah. Real Madrid. It has that fire. It has that, that, that passion that comes with it. But now having to see these teams play with each other every single week, it's going to get boring. In La Liga, uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid face each other twice a season. And it's the most... Yeah hyped game of this of like the um, the season with other leagues yeah. involved Manchester United and Manchester City those are the types of games that we look forward to when we get players that are transferred um Bruno Fernandes comes into Manchester United what's going to be that change that separates the derby you, you understand what I'm saying yeah I get you bro I get yeah, you yeah we want that fire passion but like now we're not going to get it anymore the concept and blessing, I want your input on this. The concept for me was just absolutely amazing. I feel like, look, the execution of it was the worst. They, they did a really bad job in executing this thing, but I feel like the idea was in the right place. And by that, I mean how the same way we get the Manchester derby and the same way that we get Real Madrid versus Barcelona. Imagine if they had made a Super League and allowed the Super League to happen, but with not as much restriction as they're talking about. How, if they had made a league like that, what do you think it would look like? And how would it be different, worse or better, to the Super League that we have right now, coming in August? Well, I feel the Super League, you're actually right. The idea isn't a bad idea, but the execution, yeah, that was, that was bad. Because, mm. like, you think about it, like, wouldn't you want the top teams to play against each other on a regular basis? Because now... In the Champions League, although it's fun, but then we basically have to wait for the knockout stages for things to get really interesting. Mm, mm. Especially like quarterfinal. That's when, and I feel like for a lot of people, that's when the Champions League really gets like intense and interesting. Yeah. So what the, obviously, as you can see, what um, the president was trying to do was to have that on a more regular, regular basis to have 
people always constantly like seeing, oh man, Juventus is playing Barca. Next to case, Juventus in Madrid. And then, then it's Atletico and Man City. You see like that. Bro, going back to what Fish said, like, uh, we as football fans, we all want to see the top teams going head to head a lot more frequently. But really think about this. Manchester Derby is amazing because we only see them a couple of times, once or twice. Yeah. It's amazing because we see them twice a season in La Liga. Now let's say we have let's say we see that happen five to eight times in the league. Do you think it'll still be as important to have those derbies? You know, like scarcity is what gives its its, its importance, right? Because I mean, let's say a new derby forms and uh what can I think of? Juve and Barca start some other rivalry that everybody yeah. likes, but then mm. it's gonna die down quick because yeah. they're gonna always see, see it. See it a lot more, exactly. They're gonna see it a lot yeah. more. One and two. If in a, in in that one season, the one team is just unplayable, you just can't play against them. They're always beating everyone. It's gonna have a sense of well, there's no point in watching this derby anymore because we know who's going to win. Because you've yeah. seen it so many times in the one season, you just know who's going to win. Exactly, I get you, bro. So <laughs> the Super League, it's we like the idea because obviously, even the Champions League. I'm sure when it started, people maybe there were some people who were a little skeptical about it. The the Champions League is different, bro. Like each player in the European um leagues. No, not each mm. player. Each team has at least they have a chance, bro. They have a chance to make it to the top three, right? Even in the Europa League, the fifth, sixth, and seventh, they also have a chance. If they're not like way too back, like on the bottom of the log, they still have a chance to compete with each other. Look at it like this: you win Europa League, you go into Champions League. Like even if you have a bad season, you could still go to Champions League. Okay, blessing. I'm super interested mm. in hearing your final, your final thoughts on this. What do you think? Final one to two minute rundown. What do you think about what's going on right now? Do you think it's good or bad? What do you think it means for the health of football culture long term in terms of all the leagues? What do you think it is going to mean for the World Cup? And and just your final as a as a fiery football fan, what what does your gut tell you? Like what how are you feeling about this thing as a whole? If they I can't I can't believe they're really willing to like sacrifice everything. For profits, for money. Yeah. They're killing the game. Like VAR in the Premier League. <laughs> so, man, it shouldn't happen anymore. Come on, but VAR, VAR is amazing, bro. What are you saying, Fish? VAR absolutely killed our game, bruh. Bro, how, bro? If this has to be, like, the main conclusion to what football is now, it's just, it's just horrific, bruh. Blessing, blessing, blessing. VAR, bro. What are your thoughts on VAR? Come on. Look at it. Only Premier League has a problem with VAR. It's only Premier League. You remember Premier League were the last um, league to have VAR after the big leagues. And we didn't hear hear any problems from La Liga, from Serie A, um, Bundesliga of VAR. Ever since it got to Premier League, now all of a sudden it's a problem. Well, but it's because of the. Would you rather have a ref telling you that it's a goal or would you rather have a computer that's actually looking at it from all angles and sides telling you that no, it's no, a No, no, no. No, no, no. Obviously, the idea of VAR is good because disallowed goals that weren't supposed to be disallowed like can happen. Goals that were not supposed to happen shouldn't happen yeah. and like things like that. But the way the Premier League uses it, it kills the game. 
You telling me you can't be offside by a finger, a fingernail, a fingernail? You telling me you can't like oh, just let that you, go? Bro. I get you, so, bro. It, like, it removes the nuance in the game, bro. I get you. Imagine, do you know the Okoro moment? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because that man was—he was offside. Actually, imagine if that moment didn't happen. He was barely offside. Imagine if that moment, because of VAR, didn't happen. Do you, you see what I mean, man? But like, the VAR is actually good. It's just the Premier League is using it wrong somehow. Bro, I mean, VAR. Like, how can I liken it to something else in life? VAR is, you know, when you're sitting in class and they say, and they say don't, and they say everybody keep quiet, right? This is like when you're sitting in class and the teacher says, everybody keep quiet when everybody was screaming. And then the kids start whispering. And then the, t- t- the teacher says, no, but that doesn't qualify as quiet. Everybody needs to be dead silent when you're not making any noise. Yeah, or, or it could be like, you know, the teacher like calls you out for talking, but you weren't the one talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, you know what it's like, bro? It's like when the, when the teacher calls you out for whispering, but the kid on the other side of the class is, is throwing the chair outside the window and like screaming and making oh, noise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what it feels like, bro. Fish, are you still there? Yeah, technical issues, bro. Sorry. Oh, my God. You, your internet has been shocking the entire time, bro. But but I just want to... I got lessons, final thoughts. I want to get your final thoughts before I give my final thoughts. Future of football, short term, 6 to 12 months. What does this mean for other leagues? What does this mean for the 22, 2022 Qatar World Cup? And in your opinion, as a as a football enthusiast, how does this make you feel? I'm a Man United fan. And if you've seen what Rio Ferdinand said, he says it's 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 an absolute disgrace. Because if you I'm not sure if you've seen yesterday, got the head of the Champions League for Manchester United has stepped down from his own position seeing what's happening to the club. Accepting 432 million, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. But six to to five months, football's just not going to be a sport anymore. It's going to be dead. Like Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now we're getting crazy. Now we're getting crazy. Blessing, I have to bring you into this, bro. (laughs) No, now we're getting mad. I highly disagree with that. It's not going to be dead, but it's going to be a business. It's started to become a business now. Like the exactly, they're starting to make it a commodity, and this is where I think the mm. the interesting conversation comes in. If the players can realize that if they all group together and say, "Look, we're not doing this. We don't want to do this." Look, there is no there is no super league without the players, the managers, or you want talk about what there is no super league without the actual players. So once they realize that they're the ones with the real power, and they can say, "Nah, this is not happening. You're, you're ruining our culture." This is not how it is intended to, to be started. I mean, I'm sure every footy fan has heard so far, started by poor and now being exploited by the rich. Yes, yes. I was up, I wanted to mention that quote. Like I wanted to mention so, that quote. What you haven't noticed is that these clubs actually own the players. Like on the real, they own the players. The contract said you will play for Barcelona until a certain time. Every time he missed a training session, that would be a hundred K. No player is going to start protesting and lose money. You obviously want money. These guys are going to get big paychecks from this whole Super League thing. Well, I mean, I mean, that's debatable, bro. That's debatable. It's like the artist who would rather paint for his leisure and for his 
just for for his passion versus doing it for money. Like some people love their craft so much. Like like people in different industries across the board leave enormous amounts of money on the table because it goes against what they believe in. And the only sad thing about this is that even though I said um, the players are the ones with the leverage because there is no league without them, like you said, bro, they're in contracts that are binding. So, like, uh, there has to be a way to sort of figure out how to amortize that out. It's not like you cannot buy the player. That's what the whole point of buying a player. You're buying him out of the contract plus what he's worth to the club. Let's say the contract has one year left. It's not going to have as much value because... What if it has four years left? If it has four years, then obviously you're going to have to buy him out of the contract. If he earns maybe, let's say, 120K per week, that's going to be a lot because you first buying him out of the contract one, second, you're also buying the, what he's worth to the club. So if he's the star player, obviously, that's, for an example, random figure, extra 20 mil. His contract is worth 30 mil. So that's 50 mil for the player. You see where I'm coming I from. You. I get you. I get you. So you can buy someone out of the contract. And if a club can afford the player, then why not? I'm sure the player would love to play for a club where they know we can still play World Cup. Tell us a little more about the contract. Listen, can what I just stop you there, Nick? Because there's also um, the um, where you have to pay the... Man, what's this word I'm looking for? Wait, I'll come back to it. I'll come back to it. There's a certain amount of money that you have to pay for the player and still buy the contract and the value. Do you know that? What about, what about the player choosing to opt out of the contract? Yeah, that's a whole different story. No, no, yeah, no. You're let's... talking about um, you're talking about release clause. The release clause does not involve yes. anything in the it does not involve the contract release clause. Release clause is let's say you sign a player and then you say if you were to leave the club we're going to let you go for a minimum of 43 million. A club who wants to buy a player, if they see that there's a release clause, they can pay that money and have the player. What about an individual player choosing to opt out of, of a contract? Is that even, like, obviously they have their own specifications according to their own individual contracts, but then is that even an option? Yeah, yeah, you can. You can terminate a contract. Obviously, they'll pay you what's left of your contract and then you leave. That's if the club... So the players are the ones with the real leverage. Think about it, bro. They, they have are, the really. But then, obviously, since you want to pay for the club, you wouldn't really do that. Bro, this has been a, this has been a crazy fireside chat. I think our, our speed on moving on this topic has also been remarkable. Like, we saw, we saw a couple of things happening just a few minutes ago. Decided to hop onto this. So, first of all, thank you so much, guys, for just joining me in this and giving a lot of value to, to the listeners and everybody interested in this topic. I think it's going to be super, super interesting to see how this all pans out in the next six to 18 months. I mean, look, it could end up being something that's good. They could change, like, the whole gatekeeping aspect of it could be changed. And the whole dynamic mm. is different. Or they could keep it the same and people get angry and the presidents end up having their own, um, quote-unquote, World Cups and all of that. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see how this space moves along. But thank you so much for joining the Fireside Chat. It's been amazing to speak to you guys. Any last words from, from both of you? I got nothing. Okay, cool. Cool, fire.
Okay, so this just in. This just this just happened. Guys, we literally for everybody listen. For everybody listening, we literally ended the podcast. We were finished recording. Some news just came in right now. Football world is on its knees, blood. Everybody hear this. Fish, fish, you just saw something the England, on Instagram. Tell the England squad have confirmed their Euro team for 2021. Which has no Harry Kane, no Raheem Sterling, no Jaden Sancho. Dean Why? Henderson, Manchester United's goalkeeper gone, Luke Shaw gone, Harry Maguire gone, because of this whole Super League. They were kicked, kicked out. out sure. Crazy. Because, Crazy. remember they said that they're creating their own World Cup. Yeah. And all those players' teams, their parent teams, are all in the Super League. Yeah. So they've all been kicked out. Like, mm-hmm. guys, guys we're, th- this is one of the biggest... This is arguably one of the biggest events that has happened in soccer and football world in the past hundred years. Don't don't forget the Maradona handball. That was amazing. Come on. I love that. Barcelona's comeback 2016. Liverpool's comeback when they won. Guys, this is top five. This is top five craziest moments in football culture in the past 50 years. The Maradona handball was crazy. We know this. The Barcelona comeback was crazy. We know this. But this, this is in the league. There's also, Sam, do you know the scandal of the World Cup? What's happening with the World Cup? With the 2022 one? So, when um the, yeah, the FIFA president, I don't know, the, I forgot the gent's name, but he said, they're saying that the um, people, the Qatar does not have the fundamentals to host the World Cup because they have no money. The country's broke. But Qatar is an economically sustainable country, bro. Like, they wouldn't be approved to host the next World Cup. If, if they, they couldn't. Had... Yeah, if they yeah. couldn't sustain it. 